handoff to Jonathan oh. Taylor. Hughes hole. He's at the 30. He's going to go. 10, 5, touchdown. Jonathan Taylor made a man miss the line of scrimmage and then runs it into Pater. And a one-handed INT. Are you kidding me? Kenny Moore. What a play by Naheem Hines. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Guys, if you haven't already looked at it and seen, there's something different about Cody's setup right now. Cody, you want to uh, explain to the people who haven't been keeping up with what's been going on? Absolutely, yeah. So I just moved on Friday, um, and so it uh, was a good move. It was, and everything's getting set up. There's still some things, you know, that I'm still sorting out, but wanted to get my studio set up so I could start recording and getting stuff ready and getting stuff out to you guys. And so uh, I'm really happy with it, man. And and hopefully we don't run into any more internet issues, Derek. Exactly I what I was just about to bring up because problem. I have not had in the 20 minutes that I've talked to him guys before we started doing this recording. I've not seen it blank out once. So that's already a great sign. Yes. So that's a great thing. But if you guys haven't already seen by the title of the video, we're going to continue our series on should we be re-signing or not re-signing certain free agents. And we're going to continue with the offensive side of the ball today. And we are going to start with Marlon Mack, another big name that a lot of Colts fans have been kind of iffy on whether or not we should resign them or not. You can make some good reasons for both sides, and we're kind of going to explore some of them here. Uh, Cody, why don't you go ahead for the positives on why we should resign Marlon Mack or could resign him? What's one of the few things we talked about? Yeah, so the first point that we talked about was, first off, Marlon Mack has been very productive when he's been healthy, right? When he's played uh, a couple seasons ago, he had over 1,000 yards. He was fantastic in the Colts uniform. And then the year before that, he had uh, 900 plus yards. So when he's been healthy or relatively healthy, he's been very productive. And so that's been huge, obviously, for uh, the Colts running game. We know their whole slogan of running the ball, right? We know that whole slogan. And Marlon Mack is a big reason why the Colts put such an emphasis on it because he was so productive, right? So he's very productive and he's also very young, right? He's, he's 24 right now at the time of recording this. He's going to turn 25 here in a few weeks in March. So very young talent still, and he's been productive. So I could definitely see that being a positive reason why the Colts want to bring him back because he's done a lot of the things that you look for and he's still in his prime right now. Yeah, I mean, you're totally right. When healthy, I mean, it's not like this guy's been a scrub. He's been one of the uh, pretty much the top 10 running back whenever he is healthy, especially over the last few years before the injuries really started to catch up with him. But another thing that we kind of talked about with why we think Marlon Mack would be great to bring back is the leadership and the teacher role that he provides for not only the locker room, but for the running back room, especially, you know, we drafted Jonathan Taylor and everyone said, well, you know, Marlon Mack came out right away and said, man, I'm excited to have you in. Let's do this, man. Let's make this the best running back group in the NFL. And sure enough, a lot of people seem to think, and I think Cody and I agree with it on too, that if Marlon Mack is to be brought back, that him, Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines, 
probably would be the best trio of running backs in the NFL if all of them are healthy and good to go because we saw what Jonathan Taylor was able to do at the end of the season, Naheem Hines uh, filling in a very pivotal role this last year and still improving. And, you know, Marlon Mack being brought back would be uh, a great focal point for Jonathan Taylor to continue to learn and get used to things as he gets a little older. So that's another thing that we mentioned. But Cody, what was the other thing that we mentioned on why Marlon Mack should be re-signed? Yeah, and so kind of with that, I kind of want to build off your point before I go to the third point. Um, he's just a very good fit with his team also. Like, mm-hmm. you know, within that, uh, you know, he's a good teacher role, but he's also just a really, you know, within that, he knows the system just as well, better than any of these other running backs right now, right? He's been in the system a little bit longer, was drafted in 2017. The other two guys, Wilkins and Hines, had been drafted in 2018, and obviously Taylor this last year in 2020. So he knows a lot about this system. And obviously we saw Jonathan Taylor really start to turn it on at the end of the 2020 season, but Marlon Mack can still teach him things, right? That he's learned in the, the I guess, three, four years he's been in the system now. He can teach him a lot. But the, the third point I wanted to go to is just the fact that, you know, more productive running back, it, it, kind of going back to the first point, he's been so productive. More productive running backs is better than less, in my opinion, and and also he might come back a lot cheaper, right? He might come back a lot cheaper than you know, maybe previously thought. At, you know, when we were kind of guessing after this season, we thought, oh, he might go and gout and get really paid a lot. But with this injury that he suffered, maybe he gets brought back on a team friendly deal. It's kind of my thought. Maybe he gets brought back, and maybe it's kind of an audition year for next year when the free agency crop at running back isn't as strong. He can go out and get paid like a top ten running back. So maybe that's kind of why he wants to do that, right? He's, you know, he he's we know how much Frank Reich has used running back by committee in the past, especially with the Philadelphia Eagles, right? When in that Super Bowl run, they had like two or three good backs that they continued to rotate. Mm-hmm. And so for that reason, I could see the Colts using him and Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines all in those roles. And it could really like help each other out, right? It could, it could really like they all have different skill sets in certain ways. And so it really could help out in that way, you know to kind of surprise defenses and give you more of an advantage. So I could definitely see that being something that they do. And that's probably the big positive why I think that is why maybe the Colts could bring back Marlon Mack. All right. And with those positives, they also bring the negatives on the opposite end of those arguments. And I mean, we can talk about all of them here, but first one I think we got to talk about is kind of the way that the one that everyone keeps talking about is, you know, the contract the cap space and everything that we have to deal with, you know, the Colts have enough cap at least right now to be able to deal certain things like this. But, you know, here in a couple in these next two years, the Indianapolis Colts are going to be paying some guys. They're going to run low on uh, money. And, you know, that's what happens when you uh, build a good young nucleus around your team, you're going to spend money on those guys. But it's a matter of, how much is Marlon Mack worth to the Colts? You mm-hmm. know, and Ballard mentioned it in his uh in his press conference a, a couple weeks back that you know he wants to bring Marlon Mack back, but he's wondering if the deal that he has in mind is just not what he thinks Marlon Mack is worth. I think he's already stated he he wants to pay Marlon Mack what he thinks he's worth, but you know, when it comes to budget's sake. Chris Ballard has to act like a GM and which he is. Mm -hmm. He's saying the deal I have in mind 
probably isn't what I think he's going to want to get or somebody else is going to want to pay him. So, right. I mean, there's the ultimate case there. Yeah, no, I think you're totally on point there. You know, if even if you want to go out and get a free agent or two, which a lot of us have said the Colts should go after edge rusher, they should maybe go after like wide receiver or tight end in free agency. Well, if you do that and you pay Marlon Mack, you can't afford to do all those things, in my opinion, especially like you mentioned, the guys that you're going to have to pay, you know, Quentin Nelson, uh, Braden Smith, you know, Darius Leonard, just to name a few guys. There's more guys you're going to have to pay here. And so... You know, the Colts, for like you said, like the Colts are just going to have to make a decision here. Okay, or we do we want to pay Marlon Mack a five, five to six million dollar kind of deal, right? To bring him back when we have all these other guys that we need to bring back that we know are going to be in our team's future plans. So I definitely agree with you there. The second point is another really obvious one the injury history for Marlon Mack. Now, you know, beyond this Achilles injury, which was kind of a, a first, obviously, major injury of Marlon Mack's career. I mean, I think we can be honest, Eric, and say Marlon Mack hasn't been the most healthy guy throughout his career, right, yeah. with the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, you look every single season, he hasn't played in all 16 regular season games. Like, yeah. no season he, since he's been drafted has he done that. And so for that reason, the Colts have to weigh that out, right? I mean, Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines up to this point, they haven't dealt with injuries like Marlon Mack has. So I think that is a big knock on Marlon Mack for sure. Like he's been productive, I said earlier, one of my positives, but the trouble is he's missed a decent amount of games as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, and now the Colts have started to build things like in with the contingency, right? That's why they drafted Jonathan Taylor with the contingency. Marlon Mack's probably not going to play all 16 games, and look what happened. And then the Colts, that, that everybody was trashing the Colts' Jonathan Taylor pick. I don't want to say everybody, but a good majority were like, that doesn't make any sense. We look at it a year now, a year later, and we're like, that made perfect sense. I'm so glad yeah. Chris Ballard did that. So I think that is a big, big point as well, why the Colts maybe will say, ah, you know what? I don't know if we want to, we're comfortable paying a often injured back five to $6 million, like I mentioned with the last point. So that's my second point. Derek, what's the third point you have here for yeah. the nose? And to piggyback off of that negative, I mean, a lot of people have said, you know, bringing Marlon Mack back would help with the injuries on both sides, right? This last year was... It was an anomaly. It was a freak injury. Nothing could have saved that. But you're right. Down the road as the season goes on, Marlon Mack might stay healthier. And Jonathan Taylor, towards the end of the year, he doesn't have to carry. He gets like 70, 80, 90 carries taken away from him. You know, that keeps him healthier and fresh down the line. And it makes it so much easier. So, you know, a negative brings out another positive that we didn't mention. But the other last negative that we were thinking here is that exact positive, which turns back into a negative, taking snaps away from guys like Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. The issue you have here, Jonathan Taylor just showed you at the end of this last year how dominant he was with running the football. I mean, this guy in the last six weeks of the season, no running back was better at running the football outside of Derrick Henry. And when you're up there with the king of running backs, that's showing you just how dominant Jonathan Taylor actually was. And let's not even take away from Naheem Hines here too. Naheem Hines running the football last year, he actually was averaging more yards per carry than what uh, Jonathan Taylor was in those last five weeks for multiple times. So Naheem Hines was busting out 20, 30, 40-yard runs every now and again because of just how he is. And on top of Naheem Hines being able to play receiver or getting the ball out of the backfield from the passing game, you know, it's 
we're, we're doing a good thing with the running back by committee thing. And I get that. I like that we mix up Hines and Taylor when Reich does it the correct way. But then you bring Marlon Mack into it. Marlon Mack can do a little bit of everything, but he's not as explosive as an athlete as Jonathan Taylor. And he's certainly not as good after the catch as Naheem Hines. So you're getting a running back that's multi-purpose, but he's not as good at either one as those two in their prime. I mean, that's the issue here because is Marlon Mack breaking that 60-yard run, that 62-yard run against the Raiders when he was getting trailed by those DBs? Is Marlon Mack making that play? No, he's not fast enough to make that play. Is he able to make spin moves out in the open field and make great catches like Naheem Hines? No, he's not able to do that. I mean, you know, again, not to discredit Marlon Mack. He's good at what he does. I'm just saying... Uh, when we're asking from these two guys now what they've shown they can do, you take away some snaps like that, your offense might get a little less explosive. Right, and and not to say, so I know I can hear the comments typing right now. You're saying Marlon <laughs> Mack can't do that. Go back to the Chargers game a few years ago. Look, I get that, but what we're trying to say here is that, you know, from Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines, who are two of the fastest backs in the NFL, no dish on Marlon Mack it's not a diss on Marlon Mack he's not as fast and like he's still fast he's just not that fast yes. that's what we're saying here right when you look at the two compared to the two running backs the Colts have in those two guys you know two of the fastest running backs in the in the league I would argue like mm-hmm. it's just it's not a knock on him it's just the truth um, honestly. Yep. So I had a couple points here that I want to piggyback off of that, Derek, before we wrap this up. So you look at the two stat leaders uh, in receptions and rushing yards. Take a guess who they were. I think you already know, but just take just Um, We talked about receptions. Receptions wise, I think it was, well, obviously Hines was the receptions leader for the Colts in the running back room. I mean, he had, uh, I honestly think he had some of the most receptions of any running back in the NFL this last year. And, you know, Jonathan Taylor with, what was it, 1,100 yards in, you know, basically what I want to call like 14 games, and that was with mm-hmm. no preseason. So he was matching Marlon Mack's, you know, Marlon Mack's numbers from his previous year in 2019 when, you know, you equate, those numbers any way that you want to based off games, but Jonathan Taylor, a a few years younger and little experience still did that. Well, let me just, let me just say this. Jonathan Taylor was the Colts leading rusher, right? He had 1169 yards. Um, And then from a receiving standpoint, in terms of receptions, I want to make sure I get this right. Naheem Hines led the Colts in receptions with 63. T.Y. Hilton was second with 56. So my point here, Derek, you look at it. The two leading stat leaders were both those two guys yes. for the Colts. And the Colts had one of the best offenses in the league in terms of balance, right? So uh, that just tells you right there, you know, the Colts have both of these guys that can do these multi-purpose things for you as well. And then you mentioned Naheem Hines' improvement between the tackles. Honestly, Derek, if we were talking about this a season ago, I would be like pro, more pro bring back Marlon Mack. Yes. Because for me, Naheem Hines showed me a lot more. We know how good of a receiver he is, right? But he showed me a lot more between the tackles this season. 
Yes. He really did. I thought he looked really, really good at running between the tackles. You mentioned how good his rushing yards per game or per attempt were. A lot better than they were in years I feel past, like, right? I feel like he's learned that from Marlon Mack as, lo- as well with Jonathan Taylor. I feel like both of them learned at the same time to trust that running the right gaps just helps. You know, Naheem yep. Hines always said that, you know, I try to improvise on runs. I feel like they just weren't doing that anymore. I feel like at the end of the season, they just knew where to go. Like, just do it. Don't think about it. Just do it. Well, so in 2018, Hines is averaging 3.8 yards per carry. Uh, In the next season, or 3.7 in 2018, 3.8 in 2019, he improved on that by 0.5 yards per carry. In so 4.3 yards 4. per carry? 4.3 yards per carry. He was a little wow. bit uh, not as good as Jonathan Taylor because Jonathan Taylor averaged five yards a carry, but still yeah, right, he's right. showing improvement between the tackles, right? right? He's doing that. And that, for me, is a positive step into another detriment of bringing back Marlon Mack is like, well, now you have Naheem Hines, who's not just a receiving threat. He also can run the football between the tackles. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of positives and negatives for this guy. I mean, Colts Nation's pretty split, I think, if you ask people. I think there's probably, honestly, more people that say no at this point. But there are some people like, I want to bring back Marlon Mack. But again, I understand, you know, from a roster standpoint, it may not be possible. It may not be possible. So, yeah. yeah, that's kind of our thought. Our three positives and negatives really didn't turn out. Turned out to be a lot more than three, but we had three in mind, and we kind of just kept talking about it. It brings uh, them up as you go along. It does. So. It does, and that's I think the beauty of just having a conversation about it. Uh, we are able to just like think about more things, and then you're like, oh, that, I remember this thing. Let me bring that stat up. So there's other right. things I'm sure we, we forgot to mention or we didn't mention that you guys will mention in the comments. Let us know for sure. But for Derek and myself, thank you guys so much. And if you think Marlon Mack should be brought back or not brought back, let us know in the comments. But that'll do it for this one, guys. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, go Colts.